Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. I really hope everyone is doing well and staying healthy. Um, If you are in the UK, we are, by the time this goes out, hopefully coming towards the end of lockdown, fingers crossed. So I hope everyone has coped okay and and is doing well. So this week I am talking about hypo-anxiety. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what what that is, um, kind of how to recognise it, and then some tips and techniques to help you if it is something that you struggle with. First of all, I will say it is very normal to worry about hypos. So if you are type 1 or type 2, but more so type 1 because of being on insulin, um, you know, hypos are kind of part of the deal. So <laughs> no matter how good your control is, occasionally you may have a hypo and that's kind of something we, we have to learn to accept. They aren't very nice, but you know, it, it's normal to worry about them. But it, this is about recognising when it's a bit more than that. So when it really is causing you an issue, when it's really causing you distress and anxiety, thinking about or, or worrying about having a hypo. Um, so interestingly, 25% of diabetics described um, worrying about hypos as a serious problem for them. So that's one in four of us say that hypo anxiety really is uh, you know, a big issue for them. There's, I guess there's levels of it, like with any kind of anxiety. So I personally don't don't experience this. I don't, um, yeah, I don't consider myself to have hypo anxiety. I know in the past I suffered a lot with. It's kind of feeling embarrassed, which is it seems so bizarre when you're not hypo to think what is there to be embarrassed about. But if ever I was in front of people and I had a hypo, I always used to get really embarrassed. But I think actually. Um, embarrassment is almost one of my hypo symptoms that might sound really strange but along with the kind of disorientated feeling you get and things like that I think amongst those feelings I had embarrassment as one of them I don't know I might just sound crazy but anyway yeah I, I would say that my biggest feeling towards hypos used to be um, embarrassment wherever that I've kind of managed to get my head around it a lot more now Um, But I'm talking about kind of genuine anxiety. And this is something that really, really can affect people. So to the point where people avoid public places as much as possible because they are, you know, they're so worried that they might have a hypo in public or even running their blood sugars high on purpose to avoid them dropping. So as well as diabetics themselves this is actually a really big thing for parents of children with diabetes especially at night time so I can you know I'm a mum myself 
I can only imagine how terrifying it must be to have a child with type one. And, you know, it's one thing having it yourself and you can feel when you're high and feel when you're low, but having a child with diabetes must be so, so tough. So I can totally imagine that hyper anxiety must be a real big issue for, for parents of people with, um, with diabetes. So I have put together some kind of top tips <laughs> to try and help you with uh, hyperanxiety. So number one, if your if your fear and your anxiety is if you feel that that comes from the fact that you have frequent hypos or really unpredictable hypos please, please, please talk to your healthcare team, talk to your diabetes team, talk to your nurse, your consultant, your doctor, whoever it is, um, to help you get get better control. Because if you're having them frequently and you're getting more and more kind of anxious about it, um, it, it may be that your, you know, it might be that your insulin dosage need looking at, it might be that you need to learn a little bit more about nutrition so that your dosing is more accurate. Whatever it is, please talk to your team and, you know, see if you can get those blood sugars balanced out a bit better. Um, number two is keep a diary of your blood sugars so that you can look for or keep a diary of your blood sugars and obviously your hypos so that you can look for patterns because you might feel that they're really erratic or they're really unpredictable but sometimes when you write it all down you start to spot patterns so it might be that there's a certain meal for example that you're always over injecting for which is causing a hypo later on or it might be that it's always a certain amount of hours after you've exercised or, you know, whatever it is. There, there might not be a pattern, but it's definitely give it a go. Write them down and see if you can spot some patterns so that you can work to, um, to avoid those hypos. Um, tip number three is just know that it is normal to worry like it's don't beat yourself up if you're worrying about it um, it is normal to worry but it's when it gets to a point where it's it's really affecting you and you you know you're really feeling anxiety towards it that's when you need to um, you know talk to somebody or or do some of these tips so number four um, is to know that running your sugars high does not deal with the problem so although it deals with it in terms of you're not going to have a hypo in the long run it's not an ideal answer and I can be honest I can put my hands up and say that in the past I have done this on occasion so for example if I had an important meeting or I was doing a presentation in my old job um, sometimes I would see that my blood sugar was a little bit on the high side, but I would just let it sit there to, to know that it wasn't going to drop at a really inappropriate time. Okay, that's not ideal. Don't do that. I'm not saying do that at all. And on the odd occasion, okay, it's not the end of the world if you do it. But if you are using that to, to deal with your hyperanxiety, it's not good because in the long run, you know that it can cause a lot of serious complications. Um, and also that in itself can increase your anxiety because if your blood sugars are then running high all the time, you can get anxious thinking about the long-term complications. So running it high is not the answer. Please try some of these other tips and again, talk to your diabetes team. 
Number five is work out what you're actually worried about. Okay, so that might sound strange, but work out where the anxiety is coming from. So is it the feeling of a hypo that you don't like? Is it that kind of, um, I don't know, everyone experiences it differently, but some people get quite disorientated. Is it that feeling that you worry about? Are you scared of having a really severe hypo? Maybe you've had a really severe one in the past and that's what you're frightened of. Um, Maybe it's the embarrassment thing. So like I said, I always used to feel really embarrassed if it happened. But once you once you kind of get to the root of it and realize what you are, you know, specifically what you're worrying about, then you can start working on it. Number, tip number six is to have a hypo plan. So first of all, always carry hypo treatment with you. I'd hope that everybody does that anyway. But um, yeah, just have a plan of what you're going to do in in certain scenarios. So if I can give a an example of this. I know my hypos often used to happen at the worst time. So um, years ago, I used to be head of training for a travel company. And I used to kind of stand up and do presentations and train roomfuls of uh, people, of new franchisees. And you can guarantee I'd be in the middle of a presentation and I would feel my blood sugar dropping or I'd be reading a slide and I'd see that I couldn't quite make out the words anymore and I'd think, oh no, my blood sugar's low. Um, There are actually more swear words than that in my head, but I'm being (laughs) being polite. Um, So I started to have a plan, okay, because it did happen a few times and I was like, right, I need to have a plan for this instead of just going into blind panic. So I decided if it was a, an appropriate time, I would just finish the slide that I'm on or finish the little bit that I was talking about. And then I would just tell everyone to take a short break, go and stretch their legs, get some air, have a drink. And that would give me an opportunity to, to sort out my hypo and for my blood sugars to come up enough before they came back in and settled down and, and I had to start talking again. Um, Obviously, I can always give them a break, but that was my usual plan that I would just, uh, yeah, just excuse everyone to take a break and it would give me the opportunity to sort it out. So that is what I mean by having a plan. So if you are going into a meeting or or whatever it is, um, have a little plan of of what you're going to do. Are you somewhere where it's appropriate to, um, you know, to get a sugary drink out and, and sit there and drink that? If it is, that's absolutely fine. Or if you don't feel comfortable doing that then you know plan to just excuse yourself briefly and and go and sort out your hypo sorry i went into waffle mode there but i hope that all made sense um number seven so my last tip is just to talk to people about it so whether you have friends with diabetes or if you are in online groups as i said um we do have a diabetic and healthy community and type one fit on Facebook. So I know all these kind of subjects come up in those groups. And sometimes it's nice just putting things out there with people who you know are, are going to understand and can relate to what you're saying. So, you know, talk to people online if you don't have people face to face to talk to. Um, raise the subject on Instagram. So again, I see so many important subjects covered on Instagram and everyone is so are just so supportive and helpful and yeah you know you can get on there you're with other people with diabetes and you can all share kind of tips and support each other so I would just do a quick 
uh, recap of those top tips. So my first one was um, that if your fear is coming from the fact that you have really frequent hypos or very unpredictable hypos, have a chat to your diabetes team. Um, Second tip was to keep a diary of your blood sugars and your hypos so that you can look for patterns. Tip number three is just know it is normal to worry, so don't beat yourself up. Four, know that running your sugars high is not getting to the root of the problem, okay, and can actually cause more problems. So again, if, if that is your technique for dealing with it, please, please do talk to somebody. Um, number five, work out specifically what you're worried about so you can work on that. Number six was to have a hypo plan, which should really help you feel kind of less anxious if you know what you're going to do if your blood sugars do drop. And number seven is to talk to people. So whether that's face-to-face or online, in, in forums, whatever it is, just talk to people who can relate. So thank you so much for listening. I really hope that was helpful. Um, Feel free to drop me a message on social media or drop me an email. It is charlotte at diabeticandhealthy.com. Please do let me know what you think of a podcast so far. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if there are any specific subjects that you would really like me to cover on a podcast. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues. Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor. 